Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Shop in-store or online at Chemist Warehouse for great savings every day. Baz and Izzy might be at the beach, but the show must go on. It's the summer breakfast on SENZ. SNZ, three minutes past six o'clock on the 27th of January 2022. Welcome in to your Thursday morning. Welcome into to SNZ, Louis Herman Watt, joined by Tony Kemp this morning, throughout the morning until nine o'clock when the doyen Ian Smith takes over and carries the bat into Staffy at midday. A pleasure to have you here in a very busy month of sport, January. Lots going on. Lots of racing, tennis, cricket today with the Super Smash Elimination Finals down there, University of Otago, Oval, and plenty more. Who's been loving the Australian Open? I absolutely love this event. And, well, last night, Medvedev and the young Canadian, Ogier, oh, they were fantastic. Felix is one of those great names that you'll remember for a long time. So we'll talk about that. We'll hear some highlights from throughout the morning, maybe, if we can track some down, and much, much more on the tennis. Michael Venus came out swinging yesterday. You would have heard him absolutely tee off if you were watching One News last night. We'll play the audio of that, and yes, it's against Kyrgios. Maybe we set the tone yesterday when we said, are they just wounders, Kokonakis and Kyrgios? Is that exactly what they are? Who are we going to talk to today? Robbie Patterson, Coventina Bay. I think she's ready to win a Group 1 this year. I think this prep has been very, very carefully plotted out. And she's peaking this weekend for the Thorndon Mile down at Trenton, which she loves. Looking forward to catching up with Robbie Patterson out of the mighty Taranaki. Tommy Payette is Nico Porteous's coach. And after Nico Porteous, well, he just did what he told us he'd do. He stomped an unbelievably technical run at the X Games, defended his gold medal 
Where is Nico at ahead of the Olympic Games from the man that knows him better professionally than anyone else? We'll talk to Tommy Payet. We'll talk some tennis and some rugby league before the morning's out. But um, look, you can't you can't talk too much else when Tony Kemp's around because <laughs> he just oozes mana and he oozes rugby league. Morning, mate. Out to Monaho, Louis. Good to be here again on a on a Thursday morning. Looking forward to catching up, and, and especially looking forward to talking to Tommy Pyatt about uh, Nico's run and picking up another um, another gold medal. Geez, that was a, that was a scoop talking to him before he before he did that, wasn't it? Well, he kind of just he kind of just proved the point before he'd done it, didn't he? He, he kind of just he left you with the impression that nothing is going to phase him. No, and I, I've obviously when we went um, from last week and followed it and watched it and seen what he did and picked up that gold medal, I thought, you know, he's, I've spoken since uh, to a couple of people about his, just his application and his phone call to us in and around his mental aptitude. Um, we all agreed that he doesn't really need a mental um, skills coach. <laughs> the mental skills coach probably needs him because he can rise to the occasion and continue to pick up all those wonderful medals that he's, um, that he's doing in his sport. Very, very good. His um his his ability to kind of have isn't you know lots of athletes and people seek clarity something you hear seek clarity when you're out there when you were speaking to him the clarity was just it was coming down the phone line it was just you couldn't be more clear on what he was trying to do and why he was doing it you know yeah for you for a young bloke talking to us on the radio he was oozing maturity I thought. Um, just with this conversation, describing things, you know, even saying, you know, we thought it was a secret, the move that he was putting on um, in his run that night. And he said, well, no, I've posted it on Instagram. You can actually have a look at it. You know, it's pretty extremely hard. You know, just this, how he, how he handled the questions was really good. So um, Tommy Pyatt, I think, has only got Nico as his only athlete. Um, I just want to talk, really talk to him and say, you know, where's this kid coming from mentally? How hard is it? to actually get him up, or is he just naturally like that? You know, is he naturally gifted in that mental skills space? Because he's, you know, he's competing against some very, very good skiers and just continually turning over the right the right results. He's changing the game as he does it as well. Um, I don't know much too much about the actual technical side of skiing and uh, slope style and, and obviously the super pipe, but I can tell you that the people that do are blown away by the clean ability and the technical ability that he's his run. He didn't necessarily send it as high as the other guys and didn't go huge, but what he did, the tricks he laid in a row, the combinations he put together, never been done before in a competition. And the other, the other um, New Zealander that did that was Zoe sadowski sinner the most technical woman's snowboard run of all time again. So these Kiwis, whatever's working, is working. And there's a message in that, isn't it? You know, like uh, they call that, in rugby league, they call that game management. Like just stick to the plan. You're eventually going to get there. There's a reason why Cooper Cronk, Jonathan Thurston and Cameron Smith were so good because they just were such good game managers. You know, mentally they knew... What to what to do, how to deliver, and how to get the result. And you know, when you when you just spoke about how they technically got there with you know not the most I guess extravagant run, but technically got all the points to make sure that they got over the line at the end of the day. So yeah, well yeah, I mean it's still 
it's still they still go so high. It's just they go so high. the other people are going just as high. It's a pretty freaky sport to watch. We're in a pretty good place ahead of the Winter Olympics. I kind of said it. I kind of called it a couple of weeks ago. I said this Winter Olympics is going to be one of, something that captures the imagination of New Zealand. We're not going to realise until we're in it, and um, it's going to be fanfare because for whatever reason we we absolutely froth the Olympics in this country. We just we cannot get enough of the summer games. I think we've had enough exposure to these athletes now for a full Olympic cycle since they medalled the first time that now we're familiar enough and this is about to go bang. That's my prediction anyway. We are going to absolutely love it. Kempi, um, what have you been up to, mate? How have you been tracking? Uh, I had my graduation last Saturday. Um, for, I did a full year of te reo immersion, so um, unfortunately I didn't get to see the uh, Karaka Millions. Um and the on the bubbles result that didn't go anyone's way, uh, but yeah, just you know, did that sad day. Been working, doing bits and pieces during the week, and um, you know, took you along to catch up with Bruce Sherrick on when was that Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Tuesday, um, just yep. to talk racing and, and get an insight and get to know each other, and um, yeah, and, and before you know it, you're at the back end of the week, and we're here sitting here today. Yeah, we are, mate. What's um? So did you did you grow up speaking today? I actually I, I actually grew up in a Te Reo fluent um, whānau up in the far north, and then we moved down to Taranaki, and uh, as a foreign language down there, they're speaking like this, and and we lost as children, we lost our our Te Reo, so it's taken a while to get back there. Um, I've always sort of understood bits and pieces of it throughout my life, but just really thought that I needed to get back in there and and get it back, and yeah, so so bit the bullet and went back to. Went back to school, did a did a year of full immersion, and got my got my base back, which is good, so I can build on. Was it a like was the I don't know was it harder or easier than you expected or? Did oh, it's, it's the I guarantee oh, I've said this to a lot of people. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. Honestly, you know, like I can stand up in front of a hundred people and talk um, Pākehā, but I stand up in front of eight Māori people and I can't talk. You know, it's just really, really difficult because it's it's a it's a passion that over overtakes you, and and learning a language, uh, especially your 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 own language, is really moving. So, you know, it, it was probably the hardest thing I'd done um, last year, but you know, I'm, I loved it. I, I learned a lot, uh, not just about the language, but also about Te Ao Māori, and and really look forward to 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 staying in that journey. Yeah, that's cool. And you do see that the the today are speaking numbers are back on the rise, right? Oh, they are. They are, and and so they should be. You know, I, I, even getting Tadil back into to mainstream um, schools is is really history about uh, New Zealand too is really important. I think you know we learned a lot about uh, uh, Captain European, Cook, of course, <laughs> European history. But yeah. I think it's just important to learn about. The Māori history in this country, especially in Tāmaki, Makaito in Auckland, you know, like it's really fantastic history um, with Ngāti Whātua and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, uh, it is in mainstream, you know, like in in media, for instance, um, you hear some some guys really uh, pronouncing names right and, and conscious of saying that. I've even picked it up by sitting here with you going, yeah man, that's really cool, Louis, you know, you're really, really diverse, diversifying your 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 um, your language um, when you're talking to the radio um, people. So I just think it's just the way of the future. It's Our kids are all going to be doing it. 
Definitely. It's going to we'll probably look back and say there was a lost generation or two, like we tend to do. We kind of. Well, and that, and that generation's my mum, who got it beaten out of her at school. And, and of course, our, us who were speaking it and, and didn't get it at school. So, you know, I'm not one to, to um, hold a grudge on that stuff. I just think, you know, now's a, ch- now, now's a chance for. See, my daughter's doing it this year. Yeah. Next day. So she goes and start, does the same course. Uh, in two weeks' time, it starts. My son's, I think he's um, applying for next year's intake because it's, it's oversubscribed, you know, and, and it's just not Māori. You know, there's there's Pākehā, there's Chinese, there's all sorts of people in there that want to learn the native uh, native tongue and, and good on them for getting in there. Yeah, there really does feel like there's a bit of a, re- a renaissance for, for, well, not that. I mean, it kind of, you know, rightly or wrongly, a lot of it comes through, um, well, I think... You know, I think companies and corporates are pretty hyper aware of that stuff now and trying not to, because they might have pillaged and kind of, you know, made the most of a platform that wasn't necessarily an even playing field for so long, trying to give back corporate responsibility and that sort of thing. So I know lots of businesses that are running those incentives and buy or take however many slots and try to put however many employees through a year. So even, so there's people doing it off their own back for themselves, but then there's, um, businesses that are doing it for their staff and trying to give back, you know, probably being a bit aware of where they have come from and how the business got a leg up and now thinking actually, well, let's try and give back and we'll not give back but try and teach and, and make ourselves a bit more um, responsible on that kind of front with the, the language, which is awesome, especially in New Zealand where we are a small community, we've still got time to do it. It's not like it's lost, the battle's not lost which is really cool, and it's good to see that people are becoming more kind of comfortable. Yeah, well, Jenny May Coffin is the, I guess, the Tawananga Takura, which is the the, um, the kura that Jenny May went to, which is the one that I've just completed. Um, I'd say the majority of them are, are people that have been put through that course by their employees, mm. uh, employers, so that they can come back into the business and, and teach the business what te ao Māori actually looks like. What the what the language actually looks like. So, you know, I really take my hat off to those businesses. And you know, in the in the class, you've got lawyers, police, you know, doctors, um, sports people. You've got students. You've got grandmothers. Um, kids are running around. Yes, it's a New really, Zealand it's is a great, It's a great um, environment to learn in. And yeah, it's you know, I, like I said, I think it's a, a step in the right direction. But I think our country's taking that step you know, um, in that direction and everyone wants to be a part of it. Yeah, and then in sport, I mean, uh, as well, uh, um, today on Māori side at Samoan, you see Adi Savia doing his captain's speeches, He, you know, speaking Samoan first and foremost when he gets up there. Oh, TJ Petanara has been doing it for a long time. These guys are really aware of their um, their, backstory, their background now, their, I guess, their story, their, where they're from and who they are. And it's good, and it is a new thing. Well, it's not, you know, a new thing for the bulk of people to be doing. Certainly, I remember like the, the rugby players and the rugby league players that I grew up idolising. Can't, I can't remember them doing that. Um, that's good. It's good. It's good that we feel. Well, you know, and just you know, talking about sport in in rugby league, 80, 80 to ninety percent um, outside of Auckland in, in the rural areas, um, our game is is predominantly Maori. And in Auckland, our game is predominantly Pacifica. You know what I mean. So it only makes sense that you you understand both worlds. And unfortunately, sport in general has taken their time to catch up. 
but you know, Sport New Zealand has a remit where they actually want to want to um, recognise the the Pacifica and the Maori content within sport, and and are moving in that direction. So that's another exciting space as well, Louis. Yeah, I feel like your I feel like your impact here isn't done, Kempi. It's only just getting started, mate. You'd, this could be the the decade of the Kemp. <laughs> Are you listening, Izzy? D D of the K. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Hey, look, it's uh, that, that's awesome, man. That's a great thing to do. My partner Shannon just done it. She's up, I see her up there reading the weather on Newshub, and she's absolutely nailing her Maori pronunciation. She's been a big driving force of me, and, and it's not something I have done, but it's definitely something I'm, I'm well open to. And do it, mate. And even just even just that the small bits of today I use in, in everyday life, and I, it's not enough. First person to say that, but even just saying kia ora and just trying to be... Well, it is, it, it is enough because you're actually actively um, recognising the language and, and, and talking it and yeah. getting, getting your, I guess, your thought process around why you're saying it. You know. what, but always more, and, and that's something I do want to do, but, you know, she's been she's been great, and seeing her up there um, just nailing her pronunciation when she gets awesome. up and with it, it's, it's very inspiring, and then people like yourself, so it is, it's cool, it's cool to have it back, and it's cool, well, not back, it sounds so, it sounds so oh, shitty, to be honest, it's just great great to have it. Um, yeah, and you're right, and, it's, ne- it's never been gone, Yeah, you know, it's gone, it's never, it's never been, you know, um, in a better position than it is, has been today. You know, if you look at the iwi around the, the mutu um, from Ngāpui to, to Ngāti Whātua to Tainui down to um, Waiponamu, there's, you know, I, I, I think the, there's a, a billion-dollar industry in the in the Māori world, in Te Ao Māori, and that's one of the, you know, again, again, the economies that are protecting our country, you know, because everything... That you know, and there's a saying out there that what's good for Māori is good for everybody. Yeah, and and if we really sat down with that that sentence, um, I reckon our country will be a hell of a lot better off. Yeah, and we're um, we're approaching approaching Waitangi Day, of course, sixth of February, which we spoke about yesterday. Mitch McLennigan was married on Waitangi Day. It's the day before my birthday. It's a I think it's a a, a a holiday that we probably, it's still a lot, it's quite a holiday, it's a day that's probably misunderstood by a lot of people, including myself, but it's a day that we can, you can take time out of your day to try and, even if you just do a simple Google and just try to learn a little bit more, just a little bit of self-education and just read well, read something. Yeah, well, one of these, you know, this this high-performance sport New Zealand um, conversation that I'm having at the moment is about DNA, uh, you know, Kawaiyo, who am I? And I think one of the, one of, one of the, Misconceptions of a high performance athlete is when they get there that they they um, still remember how they got there. And I think one of the biggest questions that any athlete needs to do, especially a high high performing athlete, has to know who they are, and then who they are has to take in the content of where they come from and, and the and the whakapapa and the history that goes through that. So, you know, you're dead right. You know, New Zealand is such a unique country. You know, we sing. Two, two terms of the national anthem. We recognise both Pākehā and Māori. Mm. Um, you know, everyone's proud, of, proud to sing it and, and supportive of it. And I think just in that itself, when we're, when we're watching sport, there's a lot to be said about who we are. Absolutely, Kempi. Hey, um, great conversation. Say, coming up is Waitangi Day. Well, Australia Day was yesterday. I think we were all pretty hyper aware of the uh, controversies around that, and that does upset a lot of people. But 
uh, it's a big day for sport in the country. Yesterday, uh, the Australian Open was in full swing. Felix Ogier Alessandria versus Daniel Medvedev, a five-set thriller at Melbourne Park. We're going to take in some highlights with Brett Phillips and their crew after this because it was a stonking five-setter for the semi-final maker, Daniel Medvedev, to come out on top. We'll take in that after this. It is Baz and Z. No, it's not. It's SCNZ Summer Breakfast. <laughs> Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. The 